what Jim and I share here at these events are things from our own inner knowing, our own inner awakening, our knowing of our oneness, the spirit of who we are, and also our understanding of that journey of how to walk that so that others may awaken and discover for themselves as well. And that's all we're here to do. That's why we have time where Jim and I share with the group as well as time for questions that you may have or other things that you may share because we can each learn from one another here as well. And we always keep the focus always about really this journey of spirit, this walk of loving, this experience of the divine, of really coming to know more fully that greater truth that each of us is and that we all are and that greater oneness we may call God or spirit, the spiritual kingdom, the realms of spirit, the levels, the planes, all those words. We try to cover as much as we can in here, whether it's this present living day or throughout history. One of the things we like to do in here is share somewhat of a historical perspective because this pathway, this spiritual journey of meditation, of going within and awakening, has been around since before the beginning of time, let alone humanity and this planet. It's always been present. There's never been a time that God has not been. And so why would it ever be any different at any given age or time? So what we like to do and remind people of, live the moment, live the now. Geez, that sounds familiar, right? Well, then why the heck do we spend so much time reading about things of the past and wanting to know of our past lives and this and that? That's just part of the journey. We're all curious. There's something there that as we begin to get answers to the questions we have, it starts to bring a greater stillness, an understanding, a knowing. It somehow quells or quenches that thirst that is within us. And the wonderful thing is, when we have these questions, it's actually drawing us along our own personal journey of not only spiritual awakening, but just life itself, even just the physical experiences. We're here having physical experience. There's lessons, learnings, opportunities. But ultimately, where is it leading us? Where is it truly taking us? Is it really just about the physical life to fulfill physical goals? Is it, do we all have a physical purpose? Well, there's one purpose, I guess, that's guaranteed for all of us, and that's dying, right? Is that my purpose, is to die or to be born or what? I know all these questions. But as we each go along in our life, sooner or later, more than likely, at some point, we're going to wonder at least a little bit, if not a lot, well, what's after death? What was before birth? What really happens? Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? Where am I going? Am I just nothing? Do I have any awareness? I have awareness here. Does my awareness disappear? Does my awareness continue? Am I truly eternal? Is there really a spiritual kingdom? Who am I really? Where did I come from? Where am I going? So these are all the types of questions or inklings or curiosities that we at least attempt to give some level of answer or understanding. But really, ultimately, we each have to find that for ourselves. Nobody can tell it to us. Not our friends, not our family, not our parents, not our gurus, not our mentors, not our teachers. Nobody. Well, sure, they can give us their ideas, their opinions, their own experience. But what does that do for us, really? 
Well, maybe it supports us to really begin to find out for ourselves. Because ultimately, truly, think about this. What really answers your questions? Is it really getting the information? Or is it more than information and having your own experience so that you know that you know? Not just information for your mind. You think, oh yeah, I've got the answer. But then all of a sudden, what happens? You have some life experience or somebody comes along with a different opinion or a belief and they sell you the goods. You go, maybe it's that. God, was I wrong before? And you start judging yourself. You know, yeah, I was wrong and now I believe this. So you go down this road for a few months or years thinking it's the right way now. Well, why was the other way before that the right way, but now all of a sudden it's wrong? And now all of a sudden after a while, the very thing you thought, this is it, it changes. And you go, this isn't it anymore. What happened? Anybody have those experiences yet? Whether it's spirituality, religion, a job, a relationship. This can apply to anything in life. Oh, I met my soulmate year later. I divorced my soulmate. Oh my God, what's going on here? <laughs> Did you ever stop to think of the word soulmate? Maybe my own soul is my mate, not a person out here. Oh, I never looked at it that way. All right, so if that was what you came here to look for as your soulmate, you got your answer now. So if you need to go, that's okay. <laughs> but if you'd like to stick around for more, and maybe actually find and be in relationship with your soul, mate, that's what we're doing here. This action of meditation is that journey of mating or relating with the soul, the truth of who we are as the spirits. That's what we want to do. I often like to say this process of awakening to our divine being or to God is just like any relationship we have out here with other people or plants or pets or whatever. What is that? What is that? Think of somebody or something in your life right now that you just have this deep love and bond with, this attachment. that you, It's tangible. You can feel it. You see it. You hear it. Well, what is that? I'm separate from them. They're out there. We're not, we're not all glued and merged together. We're separate from one another. Why or how can I even feel so close or attached or bonded to something separate from myself? What is that? You ever start to look at these things? Not just wonder, what is that? But actually look at it and discover what it is. That's what we're doing here. The challenge here is because this divine essence of spirit is not physical as these bodies are, we find that so challenging or hard. Maybe not all the time. Maybe a lot of the time. To really... Get to know. We wonder, what is that really? So just like you would love another person or an object in the world, it's the same thing inside with our own soul and with God. If you can begin to look or experience this journey, this inner walk, this action of meditation, if you can begin to look at it just like a relationship you'd have in this world, it might help just a little bit that you can really begin to find solid footing rather than feeling that 
wandering and wiggling and falling apart. I know, are we a spiritual seeker or a spiritual wanderer? Have we been found? Have we been saved? Are we lost? What the heck? Is it all the above at the same time? So what I'm saying is there are things we can do for ourselves, in ourselves, with ourselves, to begin to find that greater connection, that solid footing, a solid or strong foundation where we don't waver with this inner journey, this spiritual walk. Isn't it funny how it's often referred to as this journey or a walk or a pathway? This seems to work that way. Isn't it interesting in this physical world? Even these bodies, we walk, we journey, we move, we go here, we go there, we go up, we go down. Same thing with our emotions and our thoughts. Ever heard that phrase, as above, as above so below? This world is a reflection. If you can think of it as like a mirror of what really goes on on these other dimensions or realms that we may call spiritual, because they're not all spiritual. Only spirit is spiritual. All the other stuff, this land of opportunity, this great void often referred to, God made the heavens and the earth, and the earth was void and without form. That's interesting. So many references, so many questions. But if we can begin to really see and to begin to have inner experience, it brings us understanding, and then it's easier to walk the walk to have the inner experience. That's why what we share in here, even though sometimes it may seem like we can be all over the place, well, it's because each of us is all over the place. And by answering all those places that we've been going over, we can begin to find a way to tie them together or to bring them to one point of origin or completion. Isn't it interesting? Maybe that point of origin is the same thing as the point of completion. Because often this inner journey has been referred to as returning home. Returning back to that which, from which we've come. So God created us and we return to God. We've come out of God and we go back to God. You know, it's funny if you look through history, especially like in Europe, they have mazes, big gardens, mazes, or labyrinths. You know, symbolic, the walk of life. That's often how it is in this world, right? All these mazes, you hit the dead ends, and you have to backtrack and then find a way to get out. Or the labyrinth, I like that one because there's no dead end. You just keep walking and eventually get to the center, right? Those are all symbolisms of that divine walk, that divine journey that we walk through, that we think we're walking through in this world, but is it really that we're walking through in this world? I would say no, not my experience. At this point in my life, my experience is even this physical walk is but a reflection of really an inner walk of awakening to really wake up and discover that greater truth of who I am and that God is. From which I've come, so shall I return. And so that's, as I said earlier, we're attempting to do here in Inner Life Ministries is that inner journey, that inner walk, to return back to that place of origin from which we've all come. And I say to you, as I said earlier, that Jim and I share from our own experience. Believe us, call us crazy, whatever you want to do, it's just fine with us. I kind of enjoy it, it's entertainment. 
But one thing I do know is the divine. I know who I am as a divine, living, loving essence of the Lord, as the soul. And I know my oneness with God. I know what God is, who God is, and how to get there. And so I'm here to share that journey, as is Jim. That's it. That's all Jim and I are here to do, is just to talk about it, share about it, give you an idea, a direction, maybe a little bit of education of how you can do it yourself, if you want it. Like I said, we're not here to convince or persuade. But if there's something during tonight or this weekend that stirs within you, you don't have to take my words as true at all. I don't want you to. All I hope is that maybe my words might begin to stir that divine essence within you awake so that you begin to have your own experience, your own awareness, your own awakening. That's all we're here to do. It's really pretty simple. But Jim and I can go on and on and on for hours at a time because there's so many things and so many details. It's like on this planet, there's so many things and so many details. But behind it all is the spirit of life. And that is just one thing, one spirit, one life, one essence. And that's simple. You think about it, one thing. That's why often we call meditation one-pointed focus, because it's just one thing that we're focusing on at one point. But then as that oneness moves, expresses, creates, then we get all the multiplicity, all these myriad expressions through so many kingdoms and realms. It's an amazing, phenomenal, awesome journey and experience. And hopefully we'll talk a lot about that this weekend, not just in metaphors or symbolism or like I've given a few quotes already. I only do that because I know a lot of those quotes we have heard out there. It gives us a reference, something to kind of grasp or get a hold of that maybe we can begin to work with within ourselves to begin to have that inner stirring and awakening to know what that is. That's the only reason we even use the words we use in here. We really could care less about the words. I'm sorry. If you're attached to certain words or descriptions, that's okay because it's serving you. But eventually we want to let go of those attachments and descriptions. But until we're ready to do that, those can serve us to get to that greater place of freedom and loving. But after that, we need to let go. What are these phrases? Let go, let God. To truly wake up and know the divine, we need to become what? Detached. Live in a state of detachment. How, how do I do that? I'm already, I'm not attached to anything. Remember earlier what I was saying in relationship when we feel this strong bond to people's places, things? Well, start to look at that inner experience that you have with the outer, as well as your own inner experience with your inner isn't it funny if you have certain thoughts, sometimes you'll actually have emotions to those thoughts? Like right now, think about sex. Ooh. Okay, chocolate cake. Ooh. Oh, okay, green salad, no dressing. <laughs> Lemon, lime. Isn't it funny you can have these thoughts, and then also you can have these even physical responses or emotions attached to them? Anything. 
I grew up very heavy as a child. So I think of chocolate clay, yum. And then I also think all oh, the judgments on myself being called fat soul growing up. Oh my God, I've got some forgiveness to do. I've got some loving to do. I've got some healing to do. One word can set off all these different things in ourselves. Isn't that amazing? And some of those feelings are really strong. And that's all within ourselves. We're just sitting here in the chair, and yet we're having all these energies moving inside. And some of us go, would you just shut up? Just be quiet. I've heard enough. Talk too much. I don't like it. Because when you say things, it stirs things in me, and I'm uncomfortable. And it's your fault because you said it. You did it to me, you jerk. Isn't that amazing? What is this, the power of the word? How do the words get power anyway? Is it we that give the words the power? And what is that power that we give the words? What is that? That power. Well, let me just share a few more words. What if that power of creation itself comes from the essence of who we are, the soul, made in the likeness of God, God the creator, the soul as a co-creator, made in the likeness, a creator. Well, how do we create? Through our words? Do we create through breathing? Do we create through feeling? Do we create through imagination? Do we create by building things with our hands? Oh, that's right, we're back to sex. Oh, that's how we create. Think about it. Are we really that powerful, each and every one of us? Are we really creators just like God? The soul made in the likeness of God. That's an interesting one. I hope I'm not saying the God word too much and you might start thinking this is really religious and you're going to God, I'm going to get out of here. I've had those experiences. Yes, it's okay. I always like to tell people the doors are unlocked. I know they're not open right now, but they're unlocked. But these are things to look at. But not just to look at and ponder and wonder and get information. I know you've been saying all these things all over the place in the hopes that it might begin to get you to look in yourself and begin to have your own inner experience of all these movements that we often just term energies or consciousness, creativity, attachment, bonds, detachments. Polarity, right? Magnetism. Attraction. Propulsion. Yeah, this whole world. You ever heard of that one? This world is a world of duality. Positive, negative, just like a magnet. Is that how I get attracted to somebody else? Ooh, yeah, magnetic attraction. Jeez, is that what that is? How do you spell that? K-A-R-M-A? Karma? What's that? Is that what magnetic attraction is? I thought it was love. <laughs> you can spell it however you want. But what is that that draws us like a magnet, that pulls us, that binds us, or propels us in the opposite direction? But that's this world, the world of duality. And why do we hear about spirit or God always oneness? We are all one. We're all one. Well, and here you're going to hear us also through the weekend use the word neutrality. We use that word instead of detachment. Neutrality. Not numbness. Neutrality. Different than being numb to the world, right? Well, I'm not attached. I don't feel anything. It's not a state of feeling nothing. Neutrality is a state of freedom 
by which the divine essence of who you are can move about freely, creating, not creating, just a movement of freedom. Call freedom of expression if you want. No walls, no boundaries, no limits. Just a freedom of movement, of consciousness, of spirit, of essence. That dynamic force we often call the power of creation, the power of God, the power of the name, the power of the soul. So it is not the power of the spoken word, it is the power of who we are that gives not only words, but everything we see, a creative expression. We've created it all. And some of it's really wonderful, and some of it's quite horrific. But if we had the power to create it, wouldn't we also have the power to erase it, or to dissolve it, or uncreate it, however you want to call it? Well, that's something also we want to look at in here. That's often where we use the expression of forgiveness. There's often those things that we want to uncreate, to let go of, to free ourselves of, that tend to bind us and cause pain or suffering or those states or feelings of separation where we just feel pulled down. I feel down and out today. Oh, there's a couple simple expressions. The action of focusing into the world is down and out. And we know the things that go with that, depression, suffering, pain, blah, blah, blah. And in meditation, we're going in and up. Joy, spirit, upliftment. Love, peace. Again, these are just words, but they are experiences that we've put these words on. So go for the experience. Look to the experience. Spend this weekend giving your attention and focus to your inner experiences, even right now as I'm talking, as well as when we're meditating, as well as when we're doing Q&A, as well as when you go home at night, as well as when you're on a meal break. Hold your attention steady instead of letting it go down and out into the world and getting caught up in somebody or something out here. How about if you just hold your attention inwards and upwards and pay attention to what's happening in here? And even in here, you can still pay attention to inside yourself, right? Well, inside my body, I've got pain in there, right? Feel this energy moving through my solar plexus or my heart or my throat. That's still down and out. Well, maybe not out, but it's down. How about if we pay more attention to in and up and see how high we can raise our attention to become more aware of the divine presence. So I'm kind of just giving an overview of all kinds of things to pay attention to because each of us has maybe a different approach or something different in how we're looking at or working with to discover more of this presence within ourselves. I know sometimes I sound like I'm all over the place, because I am. But I also know the oneness from which it all comes. See, if you can just track back and go beyond all these multiplicity of expressions, you will find that oneness as well. But that's the journey, is to find that oneness. And then when you find it, to take hold of it. How do you take hold of it, though? How do you do that? It's not tangible. It's not physical. How do you take hold of this? And you just talked about living in a state of detachment and neutrality. Well, how do you take hold of it if you're living in detachment and neutrality and you're free of everything? I know, it seems so crazy and paradoxical. That's why it is all crazy making and how we feel often 
as we really walk on this inner journey, as we go through all these feelings and thoughts and beliefs and all these crazy-making movements of consciousness and energy within us. But here's a big key. Patience. Here's another one. Endurance. Here's another one. Nothing. There's all kinds of keys. And we're going to use them depending on what or where we are in our own inner experience and journey. They're all good. In other words, don't get hung up on one thing. Allow yourself to be present and experience whatever it is in any moment. And as soon as it changes, don't try to hold on to the past experience. Let it go. And be present now, even if it's disturbing or upsetting. You know, this is a, I'll share a little secret with you. Maybe it's not a secret. It is, maybe, if you don't know it. And now that I said all that, i got to remember what it was that I was going to say. <laughs> I do talk too much, don't I? What the hell was I going to say, after all? I really don't know. I did know, but now I don't know because I talked myself out of it. So... <laughs> This is part of my. That's right. It's a secret. Sorry. It really is. I can't tell you. Maybe it's doing nothing. <laughs> now everybody's going to try to figure it out, right? Yeah. Just go ahead and try to figure it out. That's the secret. Stop trying to figure everything out and just be. God's will. That's right. Well, what the heck is God's will, though? That's a good one. Seriously, what is God's will? I know, we often think in what? Physical terms? Do we think God's will is to have some physical action? Do we think that way? Do you? I don't anymore. I used to. Because I actually know what God's will is now. Oh, knowing. Yes, that's part of awakening is the knowing. Okay, I'll share it. The knowing that I have of God's will <laughs> is simply loving. God's will is loving. That's all. Loving. Well, what's loving, right? What is loving without attachment? What is this unconditional loving? Unconditional, no conditions. That's why we use the word neutrality. No conditions. No attachments. That's often where it's a hard one because we are so conditioned to conditions. It's even a joke when we give you these guidelines. A lot of people go, guidelines, are those rules? No, they're not. They're actually just requests and make it a little easier to get together and do all this stuff. Well, most of us don't follow them anyway, let alone read them. <laughs> a lot of us are so sick of rules and everything anyway, we'll, we'll rebel just to find our freedom. Oh, that's a different way to look at rebellion, isn't it? Is that what's really going on? Because guess what? Inherent in the soul that we are, who we are, is looking for that experience of freedom. We know when we are not free. We know when we're in bondage and struggle and pain and entrapment. We know when we're limited. I'll give you a simple little example of one of my meditation experiences just this morning. I was having an inner experience. In other words, not of this physical world working with different disciples on this pathway in, in Seoul. And we were in literally like in a classroom, in a room like this. It had walls, a floor, a ceiling. What do most of us see when we look in the room? We see boundaries, don't we? 
Well, I can't go through the floor. I can't go through the wall. That's why there's doors. I can't go through the ceiling. Right? We hit against that. So we see limitation. Well, that's the funny thing on this spiritual journey. We see what we believe or believe what we see. Well, you can say it either way, chicken or the egg first, right? But it is how we do perceive that creates our own limitation. And so as I was in this classroom working with the students, knowing that part of my job was to help them to perceive and see beyond limitation, just like a room looks like a box here, First, I help them to begin to realize they're not entrapped by gravity, that which holds us down and out, but to realize that's even a belief system. And I can let that go and begin to fly or float and rise above. Oh, is that what levitation is? That's right. We practice spiritual levitation without the physical body here, not physical levitation. Maybe that's what's really going on with a lot of these spiritual masters in other places we hear about. Is it really in the physical body, or are they talking about when they're out of the physical body, having an inner experience on another plane of existence where they can begin to fly in the spiritual body? Hmm, I know what it is for me. That's why I'm sharing this experience. So in that experience, it began to realize, oh my God, I'm not limited by gravity. I can begin to fly. Sometimes all we need to do is see an example to know that it's true, right? We've heard those phrases, just because we haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. But once we see it, seeing is believing, right? Well, sometimes it is, maybe. We see that somebody can actually begin to fly and not be restricted by gravity. I'm talking about inner experience right now. I know in this world we probably need a plane or at least a jump up or something. So that's where we began. And then as people began to expand in their awareness and realize, oh my God, I can actually fly and not be limited by this gravitational pull that holds me down. And then the next step was, is that ceiling really solid and I can't move through it? Well, then I began to move through the ceiling and just fly right on through the ceiling. And that's an eye-opener. I bet you guys would shit your pants if I did that physically right now, right? <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not going to. I do know, I do know the li physical limitations to some degree. <laughs> but spiritual limitations, there are none unless we truly believe. And then it's just us creating a limitation through our beliefs until we decide to let go of those beliefs and allow ourselves the opportunity now to experience something Beyond that, beyond belief, that's right. And again, as I said, sometimes all we need is an example. So that's what I was doing. I flew up through the ceiling and, oh my God, to see the response. As those souls became consciously aware, went, oh my God, that ceiling is not a limitation. I can fly right on through it. Does that make sense? That's the other thing that we try to do in our workshops here in Inner Light Ministries is begin to maybe give an idea or an example of the greater freedom that is there for all of us beyond these appearances of walls and boundaries and limitations just because we think it's that way when really it's not. So let yourself expand and realize, or if you're going to have a belief, if you want to have a belief system, Believe that there is something 
beyond every limitation. Believe that things truly are unlimited. No boundaries. Oh, but don't I need boundaries to have a healthy balance in life? I don't know. That's for you to discover. That's why, really, the main guideline, if I'm going to share one guideline with you on this first page, is that last one that says, Practice LAF. Loving, accepting, and forgiving yourself, others, and God. There's one guideline I'll read. To me, that's the most valuable one. Because if you practice loving and acceptance and forgiveness, I know you're going to find your freedom beyond any kind of boundary or limitation that you think you have. Because I know you don't. Because I know I don't. And I know that from my own inner experience. And maybe you know that too. But if you don't, would you like to know that? Would you really like to know the greater freedom that you inherently have already? And all you have to do to wake up and realize that is to begin to claim the truth of who you are and come to know that divine essence. Because here's the simple part. That's all you have to do is wake up to your own divine essence. And all these other things I'm talking about, they just happen automatically. You don't have to try to figure out and pursue or quest after all these other things I've been talking about all over the place. Those are just all the details. If you just pursue spirit, if you just pursue loving, if you just pursue that divine living presence that is in and through and behind and above and under all of creation, no matter who or what it is, if you pursue just that one thing, you will find it eventually. It's often little by little and gradually. And then there's the Big Bang, but I always like to say there's many enlightenments along the way on the path of illumination. But if you just pursue that one thing, you'll get there, you'll find it, you will awaken, you will realize, you will know by your own experience, just like I'm sharing here. And if you already know that, or to some degree, keep on going. I think we all know probably most, at least most of us here in our lives now, if we don't keep on going, we get stagnant and stuck. And when we do that, it starts to get painful. We get depressed. Things get boring. And so we need to pick up and move ourselves, even physically, let alone in our own consciousness, whether you call it meditation or healing work or whatever it may be. So we're not after the pursuit of happiness we're after for the pursuit of loving, the pursuit of spirit. And guess what? On that pursuit, you're going to find happiness, but you're also going to go through hell to get there. I'll guarantee that. I don't have to. All of us do it. This is a world of positive negative. We get all the good and the bad. Anybody here been able to avoid all the bad or avoid all the good yet? That'd be a surprise if somebody actually did have that experience. That's not what this realm of creation is, though. Part of this journey here is for the soul of who we are to experience this realm or world of duality, positive and negative. Maybe this was a secret I was going to share. When we can begin to love and accept both the positive and the negative, the good and the bad, is when we will find that greater oneness and freedom that we've been searching for all along, even if we did not know it. 
That's the funny thing. A lot of us don't even know what it is or that we're searching for or want to find out. It's often just in the unfolding of the journey of our experience that all of a sudden we awaken. I didn't start this spiritual stuff wanting to know God like I talk now. Heck, I just heard people having out-of-body experiences and near-death experiences. They go, wow, that sounds cool. I want to have that experience and know myself. So I started. I remember one of my first books was How to Astral Travel in 30 Days. It worked. On the 30th day, I astral traveled. And I was so blown away. I was out for two seconds, and I popped right back in because I'm going, this is real. And all it takes is one experience. The first step. Never since then, it's been nonstop. I didn't know until years later that what I was really seeking was really my soul's return back into that oneness with God. I didn't know that until years later. Maybe you don't know that right now, or maybe you're really clear you do know that, and that's why you're here. But if you're not, it doesn't matter. Just have a good time. That's what I'm here for, is just to have a good time. Because after a while, you find out it is all good, even the negative and bad and evil and all the yuck. Because once you really know how to love it all, you get detached, you get neutral, and that's freedom. And then your soul is able to now lift up and fly above all the gravitational poles and the limitations because you have loved and accepted everything just as it is, the negative and the positive. So when you are disturbed by the negative, the pain, the suffering, begin to find a way within yourself to love it and accept it. And if you can't do that, begin to work with forgiveness to let go of the pain and the judgments and the fears that you may have around whatever it is disturbing you. It's all you have to do. Well, that's what I say all you have to do. That's what I've done, and that's what I know to keep on doing. I know my oneness with God, and I also know what I need to do to keep my awareness of that, to keep living it in full consciousness. Otherwise, I can go back to sleep. I can stop the pursuit. I can stop the meditation. I can stop the loving and accepting and forgiving and say, ah, to hell with it all. And there I am, right in hell, which is simply a state of separation or lack of awareness of the greater oneness. And it's just a choice, freedom of choice, right? So what the heck is God's will? I think Jim has the answer for that. <laughs> well, before we get to God's will, I would take a break. And yeah. We'll go That's God's will. You want a break? That's right. <laughs>